Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Open your Bibles, if you would, please. We're going to take up this morning's tithes and offerings. Open up to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, if you would, please. Ephesians, chapter 6. I'm going to read to you out of the Passion Translation, and I thought this to be appropriate. You know, I, I kind of wonder, you know, a lot of nations that have Christians in it are seriously persecuted for their faith. But in the United States of America, we're not really persecuted for our faith. I'm not going to say that there's not persecution, but I'm thinking to myself, man... You know, what is it in America? Well, in America, uh, because we are free and because we have the Second Amendment and because we have the First Amendment and the Second Amendment was put in because of the First Amendment, can you say amen? Yeah, we have a freedom. First Amendment is freedom of speech. And then, of course, the Second Amendment is right, right to bear arms and things like that. So in America, we don't really have that type of persecution, but we have people that are demonized. Come on, you, you, have, you have to be demonized to do what has happened in the last 24 hours. I, you know, I thought it was very ironic because, you know, I have a security agency. And yesterday, my guys, all my officers, we were at one of the schools that we, private schools, that we handle. And we actually did active shooter training. It was seriously intense. And talk about a reality check. Hardcore reality check. Yeah, but most of our society, they're not in that realm. They're, they're, most of our society is, is it's about them. Me, 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 me. But you know what? If we, the more others we become, we can share the love of Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? So the warfare that we fight is not with flesh and blood. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 says this, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for the last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat. See, that's the reason why we do jujitsu around here on Wednesday nights. Come on, it's biblical. It's biblical. You know, we have, a, we have a phrase in our jiu-jitsu class on Wednesday nights, which we open to the public. It's snap, tap, or nap. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So it's biblical. We're being biblical. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings. Well, sometimes. But with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides for you so that you are protected to confront the slanderer. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as a protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert then you will always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield. 
So faith is not just a shield in front of you. Faith is a shield behind you. Faith is a shield beside each side of you. It's a wraparound shield. So if you hear this, you don't have to have a spirit of fear because God's not given that to you. He's given you a spirit of love. Come on now, not a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. I thank God I'm in a room full of people that have a sound mind. Come on, hello, somebody. The, the, the world is losing their mind. Even some of the government officials have lost their minds. They can't even find it, the stuff that comes out of their mouths. What is that? That's an unrenewed, unregenerated mind. Come on now. You're going to act like that. You're going to talk like that. Listen, truly, 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 the truly insane have not yet been committed. Come on, hello, somebody. Deception. Deceived people don't know they're deceived until light penetrates their darkness. Can you say amen? So take faith, your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation, full deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from the lies. This is the only book that will show you the truth. This will keep you in the truth light. Come on now. No other book can keep you in the truth light. And we see that quite evident. We can see, and there is a distinguish between light and darkness. It's getting more prominent even in the earth today. Can you say amen? Amen. And take the mighty razor-sharp sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's spoken by word, the Word of God. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all believers. And pray also that God's revelation will be released through mercy every time I preach the wonderful mystery of the hope-filled gospel. So, listen, you have this helmet of salvation. you got the breastplate of righteousness. Your loins are girded with truth. Your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel. And you have the shield of faith. And you have the sword of the Lord and Joshua. Amen. Amen. So you don't have to have fear. Don't fear. Don't fear to walk outside your house. Don't fear to do things because we are not of them that have no fear. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. All right. If you need an offering envelope, and I sure get one to you or on the back of the seat in front of you, you'll find an offering envelope. If you're making out your checks, make it out to Life Family Church. If you give them by way of debit card or credit card, please fill it out completely. And make sure you put the CVS number on the back. And we are still believing God for the dinosaur to go away. Praise God. Amen. And so we're looking at a new, wanting to get a a new computer uh, for the back so that everything, (laughs) so that when you walk in here, we can have words on the screen. Praise God. Amen. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Come on now. This is y'all's church. Praise the Lord. Amen. Not my church. Y'all's church. It's not my church. It's y'all's church. Praise God. Are you ready to give? Say yay. yay. If you're not ready to give, say nay. Oh, come on, nays. If you're one of the Lord's sheep, say amen. Oh, we're, good. we're a good company. Lift your offering toward heaven, if you would, please. Father, we thank you for the gift and the giver, and as we plant seed into the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, many souls will be won because of it. And Father, we just thank you right now. It will be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over through the hands of men. So, Lord, we thank you for pay raises. We thank you for bonuses. We thank you for those that have businesses. Clients come in Jesus' name. We thank you for promotion. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You are under our feet. Get your hands 
off of God's people's finances. And Father, we thank you for ministering angels. We loose them now. Go and influence the wealth of the wicked to be loosed unto the righteous. Eventually makes its way into the hands of righteousness and those that serve the Lord, according to the book of Proverbs. Father, we thank you for it. We love you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Ushers, if you'll serve the people. For the love of God. John 3, 16, please. For the love of God. I want to encourage everyone, if you would please, you know, begin to tell people about your church. Tell them. Yeah, encourage them. Unless the Lord builds the house, those that labor, labor in vain. Amen. We've done everything in nine years in Plant City. I'll just tell you that right now. I mean, nobody can tell me, well, Pastor Jack, you need to do outreaches. Oh, we've done outreaches. A lot of outreaches. Spent a lot of money. I mean, we rented the Plant City Stadium in 2017. Did the first ever Easter egg event at Plant City Stadium. 2,500 people showed up. Gave away 30,000 Easter eggs. Bicycles. Don't tell me we haven't worked. We have worked. But you know what? Unless the Lord builds a house, those that labor, labor in vain. I cannot help it that we preach the word here. I cannot help it that we allow the Holy Ghost to move in the gifts of the Spirit with miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm sorry. I'm not changing. I'm not going to change. Because there's going to come a day when people are so desperate. It's coming. So we're just going to keep on believing, keep on standing. Come on, keep on doing crusades, keep on missions, keep on doing the school we're going to promote. Well, Dr. Jack, you just put pressure on us to go to school. Absolutely. Amen. Oh, Dr. Jack, you keep putting pressure on us to go on world missions. Absolutely. Well, what are you trying to do? Get my money? No, I'm trying to get rewards to you in heaven. Praise God. Amen. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to get you some rewards. I'm trying to get that soul winner's crown for you. The crown of righteousness. The robe of righteousness. Hello. Come on, somebody. For eternity. That's what I'm trying to do. Hallelujah. John 3, 16. Everybody knows this verse, I'm sure. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is a great love scripture, is it not? It is. It's also a thou shalt not perish scripture. Amen. So there's two major things within that scripture. Thou shalt not perish, and thou shalt love. Number one, God is love. We don't ever have to question, do, does God love us? The answer is yes. Sometimes the question is, do I love God? In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12, it says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. The, the Bible is very, very explicit in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Come on now. Boastful. Haters of parents and haters of law. Come on, there will be lawlessness. Isn't it true? We see that in the world. What is it? They don't know God. And the reason why they don't know God is because they're not coming from an act of love. Love gives to others. Come on now, love lays down its life for others. You know, there's something about the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts. Romans 5.5 5 says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Amen. 
And so he says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Amen. Did you know that the every answer to every problem that you experience in your life is found in the Word of God? Right. If there's a financial issue, it's in the Word of God. If there's a love issue, it's in the Word of God. If there's a forgiveness issue, it's in the Word of God. Every answer to every problem. I remember many years ago, you know, when Pastor Marie came on the road with me. Matter of fact, she's down at Bayshore teaching at our South Campus right now. And so I remember that, you know, she was in the cosmetology field. And then when she gave that up and she came on the road and we traveled together. And it was really, really tough because <clears throat> Pastor Marie, you know, she's an introvert. And introvert people are refreshed away from people. It's not that they don't love people. They're just refreshed away. Extroverted people are refreshed around people. I'm an extroverted person. You can't tell that, but I'm extroverted because I like to be around. I like to be around people. And, I, and for the longest time, I could never figure out because at a certain point in time, Pastor Marie would like, can we go, can we go, can we go? And I'm like, why? We're having a, and we've been there for two hours already, and we're just getting started. Praise God. Amen. She's like, can we go, can we go? And I'm thinking, man, why is it all the time? You know, she, what is it? She just doesn't want to be with me. She doesn't support me. And it took me like 17 years to figure out that she was an introvert. <laughs> Hello, come on, somebody. And we've, been married, we've been married 34 years. Praise God. It took me 17 to figure out she was an introvert. It's the most amazing thing. Then there was one time we were like in serious, you know, heated fellowship almost every day. I didn't get an amen on that one. Praise God, amen. You know, heated fellowship almost every day. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, we got into this major heated fellowship. And she went upstairs to the, the bedroom. And I went downstairs in the basement. We wanted to get as far away from one another as possible. Praise God, amen. So I went into the prayer room. And she went into the bedroom. And she sat down. And she said, oh, God, this man you gave me. And I'm on the floor crying and saying, oh, God, this woman you gave me. I said, you got to do something, God. What's the answer? What's the answer? Suddenly I heard the still, small voice of God. Repeat after me. Okay, all right, what do I need to do? Love. Okay, love. Be patient. Be patient. Be kind. Be kind. Okay. Be gentle. Be gentle. My God, it sounds like the fruit of the Spirit. Come on. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I said, you should have told me this a long time ago. He said, I did, 2,000 years ago. Praise God, amen. So be loving, be kind, be patient, be gentle. Amen. We've been fisticuffing for nine months. I'm like, where's the answer? Where's the answer? Be loving. Be kind. Be gentle. Be patient. Oh, it's in the Word. Praise God. Amen. It's in the Word. Listen, the Word will work for you if you work the Word. But if you don't work the Word, the Word won't work. So what do you got to do? That's right. Work the Word. Every answer to every problem is in the Word of God. Number two. The way of God's love. So number one was God is love. Number two, the way of God's love. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. Very familiar scripture. 
If we speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noising gong and a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I gave away all that I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. What is it? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Ever been irritable? Anybody get irritable this week? Well, at least you're being honest. Praise God. Amen. Absolutely. What does that mean? You're not operating in love. People, I, I've had people tell me all the time, they say this, well, I just have a hard time loving people. You, are you born again? Yes. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking other tongues? Yes. Then you should not have a hard time. Why is that? Because in Romans 5, 5, it says the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So it's on the inside of you. What is it? Why am I having such difficulty? You've been hurt. You've been hurt. And that pain is overriding the love of God on the inside of you. If you just let that love rise up, forgive, oh my gosh, it's It's liberating. Absolutely liberating. You will break the monthly cycle of pain and hurt in your life. Listen, your future is not in your past. Stop regurgitating your past. You cannot change your past, but you can change the future. God God is not a God of second chances. He's a God of new beginnings. Can you say amen? New beginnings. And what he has done for you in the past, he will do for you in the future. If I give away all that I have and deliver my body to be burned and have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not an arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Do you know sometimes that's really, really hard? That's really, really hard. Do you know that most heated fellowship that husbands and wives has is because one person wants them to do something that the other person doesn't want them to do? Did you get that? Well, I want you to do this. No. Do you know how hard it is at times to avoid strife? Let me give you some encouraging words, husband and wife. The next time strife starts it, whoever starts it, don't matter who starts it, the one, just go into the bathroom and close the door. That's all you got to do. Just close the close. I'm not talking until we can talk in love. Just go into the bathroom, close the door. I'm not, com- I'm not coming out. We're going to be in love. <laughs> I'm not coming out, pastor said, go into the bathroom, close the door, I'm not talking to you, unless we're going to walk in love. For some of us, it would be hours, hours in there, hours. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. A lot of us in this room need to say, Lord, increase my faith with this. Praise God. Amen. Come on now. I think sometimes we just get all wrapped up in life. Listen, stop being so wrapped up in Noah's world, you might miss the boat. Did you hear what I said? Stop being so wrapped up in Noah's world, you might miss the boat. And it's interesting, isn't it? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. So shall it be. How many years did Noah preach righteousness? 120 years. 
That'd be pretty rough. 120 years of preaching, you only only got eight congregation members. (laughs) You don't don't think, hold on, you got this huge boat. I built this whole boat for 120 years and all we got is eight human beings and we got camels and goats and jackasses and all that kind of stuff on the boat. Talk about a a depressed preacher. (laughs) All I hear is the bleeding of sheep. Oh my gosh, welcome to the house of freedom. Praise God, amen. God's way of love. Number three. How do you keep yourself in the love of God? How do you do that? Because there's not going to be a day that goes by that somebody's not going to irk you, irritate you. How do you keep yourself in the love of God? Jude 1, 17 through 21 says this, But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, In the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions, it is those who cause divisions, worldly people, devote, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, watch this, keeping yourself in the love of God. Why do you think there is such controversy over the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues? It's, it has caused so many divisions. Come on, hello. I mean, there are whole denominations that have thrown, all, thrown that out. Very rarely do you ever hear messages on the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. It's all messages to encourage people to come back the following Sunday. Come on, hello somebody. I mean, you can be a great motivational speaker to encourage people and pump them up. And because we live in such a depressed world. But what keeps you in the love of God? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude verse 20. Beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So if you're having a love walk problem, I wonder how much you're praying in the Holy Ghost. I wonder how much you're praying in tongues. Amen. Like I said, there's every answer to every problem. I just have a hard time loving people because of this. I mean, there was, uh, I remember Pastor Marie being a part of a kind of a, a forum, a pastor's forum, and People were like, and it was all ministers, and they, one of the questions was, what, what is the hardest issue about having church? And one, one pastor stood up and said, it's the people. The issues with the people, dealing with the people. And then Pastor Marie said something, well, I wouldn't say that. I think it's just maybe a lack of the word of God being preached or a, or a lack of application in people's lives. And that's, that's true. That's with all of us. You know, we have to apply the word of God. For the word to work, we have to work the word. So, praying in the Holy Ghost keeps you in the love of God. And it goes on to say here, Beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. So, keeping yourself in the love of God is by praying in the Holy Ghost. So, if you're having difficulty with walking in love with your spouse, you're having difficulty walking in love with your boss, or co-workers, or children, or issues like that, is because of... Maybe you need to start praying more in the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Amen. Having a hard time loving people. Number five, miracles come from the love of God. Miracles come from the love of God. In the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 32, it says this, And Jesus stood still, and he called them, and he said, What will you have me to do to you? They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may open. So Jesus moved with compassion 
touched their eyes, and immediately they received their sight and followed him. Many, many times when you see in the word of God, Jesus moved with compassion on the crowds, moved with the compassion. There were sheep lost without a shepherd. Moved with compassion, fed to 5,000. Moved with compassion. God, If God is love, and first God loved us before we loved him, so therefore he is our provider. He is our financial need meter. Come on now. It's the most amazing thing that when you forgive those who persecute you, when you forgive those who have hurt you, and allow the love of God to rise up in you, how much better you will be. You have to understand, when you don't forgive somebody else, you're not keeping them in bondage, you're keeping yourself in bondage. Keeping yourself in a bondage. You cannot... Listen, your future is not in your past. You must forget those who have hurt you. And ministers, the Bible says that ministers must be willing to be wronged. Yeah, even ministers. Amen. So we have to continue to love God. And our love can grow by reading the Word of God. You know, if you're having an issue with something, apply the Word to it. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not in me. It's not boastful. It's not self-seeking. If you, if you quote every day on a 3 by 5 car, 1 Corinthians 4, I mean 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, love is patient, love is patient, love is kind. You quote that every single day, guess what's going to happen? You'll change because the Word will change you. Can you say amen? So there's just something about the love of God. It's the love of God that, that <clears throat> takes people on the mission field. When they take nine days of their life and they miss their job and they miss their paycheck and they have to spend $2,500 and things like that to go to a nation they may have never been before to minister to people they don't even know. That's the love of God. It's the love of God to roll down the window and say, please, I'm sorry. I forgive me. I did cut you off three times. It wasn't intentional. I wasn't trying to provoke you. Hello, come on. You know, when somebody gives you the digit and you give them the sign of the cross. Praise God. Amen. It's the love of God. (laughs) Not the love of God. The love of God is comforts others. The love of God thinks of others more than you think of yourself. Amen. And we all struggle with this. There's not a person in here that doesn't struggle. Some of us even on a daily basis. How are you going to break the feedback loop? There's a repetitive cycle that you're in. Love will break that out. will break you out of that. First, you have to recognize it. Come on now. Like I said earlier, deceived people don't know they're deceived until light penetrates their darkness. I remember we did a revival in Lead Hill, Arkansas, and there was a young lady named October. And we went and we did like a two-week revival. She came to the meeting, was radically touched, radically changed, and things like that, on fire for God. And in about 12 to 14 months, she had gotten around some wrong people, and she was going to church and then fell out of church. And, you know, two years later, we came back to do another revival. And, man, the power of God hit her, touched her, and all that kind of stuff. And this was her testimony. This is what she said. She said, I didn't know how much darkness I was in until light penetrated my darkness. Because sometimes people get into a cycle of the same old, same old, same old, same old, same old, and they don't even know they're in this cycle, but others can see it. Come on now. And we have to break this cycle. We just can't keep living the feedback loop. And love will break you out of it. The love of God will break you out of it. If God is love and He is love, then therefore everything motivated by God is loving. So therefore He is not causing pain. He is not causing hurt. He's not causing destruction. He's not doing it. I remember, uh, I guess about two years ago, I was at IHOP, and there was a server, and I was sharing the love of God, and all of a sudden, another server heard me, and all of a sudden, she just cussed me right then and there. She said, I don't believe in your blankety blank blank God. And I said, well, I'm so sorry that you don't. Well, you don't understand. And I said, well, well, try me. What's going on? Yeah, it doesn't bother me that somebody cusses me. I'm not the one with the problem. They are. 
Come on, I'm, I don't get upset when somebody cuts me off in traffic and all that kind of stuff and gives me the bird. Well, well, you must be having a bad day. Come on now. I was on the interstate. Let me get back to the other story first, okay? My personality get distracted. But remember the one in I have. Okay, hold on. So, so I'm on the interstate, right? And I accidentally cut somebody. It was accidentally. Accident. None of y'all ever accidentally cut anybody off in traffic? My God, your halos are leaning this morning. <laughs> wow. Of course. So I cut this person off, and they were in a Camaro and all that kind of stuff, and they slowed way down with the red lights, and I'm like, really? Okay, whatever. And then they sprayed their windshield wiper fluid over the car onto my car and then took off. And I'm like, what are you saying? What are you saying? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay, thank you for the windshield cleaning. Yet in all these things, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Come on, hello. So here I am, right, in IHOP. You thought I forgot. I didn't forget. We're in IHOP, right? And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, you know, they're in the blankety-blank God and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, you know, I'm really sorry. I said, well, what seems to be the problem? She said, well, when I was like 14 years ago, 14 years old, my uncle raped me and all that kind of stuff. Where was God then? I said, he was right there. What do you mean? I said, listen, God will never do two things. He'll never override two things. She's like, what? I said, number one, he gave you the gift of life. And number two, he'll never override people's free will. Ever. I said, I'm sure that your uncle had a conscience. And I'm sure God was telling him, better stop, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. I'm sure because of his conscience. I said, he override his conscience. Then she looked at me and tears started well up in her eyes. She said, I've never heard anything like that in all my life. And she says, not only that, you're the only pastor that didn't come up back with some religious mumbo jumbo. I said, no, ma'am, I'm not religious. I said, you want to pray right now? She said, sure. Isn't it amazing how you just project the love of God to somebody? Uh, Yesterday we were at one of our accounts, and once a week we bring my dog Jesse, my canine, through the facility. And so I'm going this, through this facility, right? And all of a sudden, when I walked into one of the rooms, on the bed was two huge signs. F the police on the bed. I thought, uh-oh. And then I went downstairs, and I went over to this one area where they were hanging out, and all of a sudden, a lady pops up, and she goes, well, listen, I like your dog, but I don't like you, copper. I said, I'm not a cop. Well, you must have been one in a previous life. I said, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, I'm not. No, ma'am. So every time I, for the last three weeks, every time I go through there, she said, well, you know what? I, I don't want Juan, Juan, one of my officers. Juan, Juan. You're Juan. These guys, I don't like these guys. 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 So I'm going through, right? And all of a sudden, I was up on the second floor of one, and she comes around the corner. And she's almost got tears in her eyes, and she said, um, I just want to apologize to you. She said, I am so sorry. I've had issues with police. I was married to one and he abused me and all that kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, listen, you're, you're forgiven. And she goes, yeah, I was talking to Juan. Come to find out I heard you were a pastor. Oh, my God, I'm going to hell. That's what she said. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I said, no, no, no. That's what she said. Oh, my God, I'm going to hell. And I said, no, no, no. She, Come on. Hello. Love of God. Come on, the love of God. I said the love of God. (laughs) The love of God. Because God is love. 
No matter what you're facing right now in your life, whether it's a relative or a divorce or previous things or family members, let the love of God on the inside of you override all those issues. Because it's in you. Because He's in you. And if He's in you, then he can, you can overcome by His blood and by the words of your testimony. Come on, you, each and every one of you have a testimony to overcome. And let the love of God dwell in you richly. Amen. And let it rise up. Because you know what? That is the light that's within you. It's love. It's liquid love. And because of God's love, He'll heal your body. He'll provide for you. Whatever. You know, recently I've had to forgive some people in my life. Hello. Imagine that. Just like you. Having to forgive. And forget. Yeah. We're all faced with these things. But let the love of God on the inside of you dominate. In the book of Mark, last verse here, Mark 1, 40 and 41, it says this, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down and saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And verse 41 says, And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched them and said, I am willing, be thou cleansed. So do you need healing in your heart? Do you need healing in your body? Do you need healing in your relationships? Whatever it is, the love of God is sufficient, and it will provide for you. Amen. Because if, if Jesus Christ is, this, according to Hebrews 13, 8, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then what he did 2,000 years ago, he will do for you today. He says in, in the book of Malachi, chapter 10, and about verse, Malachi chapter 3, about verse 7, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. So whatever it is in your life, the love of God is sufficient. Apply that. Just remember, you're the ones that are sane. The world is going insane. You're the ones that are in your right mind. Those that do not have Jesus are not in their right mind. They are self-absorbed. Remember, you are the light. You are the salt. In a world that's getting so dark and it's darkened, they don't have the answers. They don't. You and I have the answers because we have the Word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come.